the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. everybody it's another al gatulo craft beer cast right here on am 970 the answer and uh, we've got some great stuff for you tonight a great guest that is going to join us a little bit later this hour uh but first how can you follow me it's very simple go to twitter at al gatulo instagram at gatulo that's g-a-double-t-u-double-l-o facebook.com slash ag craft beer cast via email at albert g at nyc radio.com don't forget iTunes as well. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those two platforms. We are uh, Alexa ready as well. We are also on the Odyssey.com uh, app. And uh, we are also available uh, on iHeartRadio and the Hopped Up Network. If you head over to the Hopped Up Network a little bit after the show, uh, you will get the uh, podcast version of this broadcast. You can listen to it whenever you feel like it. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Ryan Bandy. He's the sales manager at Indeed Brewing. He'll join me. They've just released their first hazy IPA throughout Minnesota. We'll chat about that. Some other sales-related stuff as well. And that will happen in just about 20 minutes from now. Neon Knights from the Ronnie James Dio version of Black Sabbath. Heaven and Hell came out uh, 30... Two years, is it 32? No, excuse me, 40, 41 years ago, uh, last week. Amazing. Sunday, it was uh, April 25th, I believe it was, was that the album came out. And when this album came out, it's still one of my favorite, favorite Black Sabbath albums of all time. Every single track is a fantastic track on it. I could listen to this album from beginning to end. Yes, I call it an album. I know it's a CD or, you know, back in my day it was cassette tapes. It was um, uh, uh, eight tracks. It was all these different things. But this is something that I can listen to over and over and over and over again and not get tired of it. Ronnie's voice is amazing. The lyrics are fantastic. Sabbath was just a new band. And, you know, it was really evident uh, even though Ozzy had revitalized the band, um, you know, at various points, um, they really loved Ronnie, and they enjoyed playing with him. And, he, you know, just his ability as a writer of music was just amazing. And then, of course, he'd go on to his own solo stuff, uh, which he had great success with. But um, Black Sabbath's Heaven and Hell is probably my favorite Black Sabbath album of all time. And you can you can make the argument of so many other different uh, Black Sabbath albums that are, you know, paranoid and this and whatever. This is my favorite. There you go. Anyway, let us dive into some news and notes here. Uh, so um, Duclaw Brewing and uh, Diablo Donuts have put out the third version of Unicorn Farts. Third year in a row, 
And they have come out with this uh, Fruity Pebbles Glittered Sour Ale that is out on the shelves uh, right now uh, wherever you can get your Duclaw beer. Of course, it's a collaboration, like I said, between Duclaw and Diablo Donuts. Uh, it is a sour beer. It's made with a trio of fruits and fruity cereal, plus a hallmark, uh, hallmark a swirl, easy for me to say, of natural edible glitter for an enhanced drinking experience. It comes on the heels of their successful Give a Crap Challenge and their charitable campaign with a Squatty Potty, Colon Cancer Foundation, and Craft Shack. Uh, that, that particular Sour Me Unicorn variant uh, had graham cracker in it. It was produced as part of the campaign. The group raised over $20,000 to fight colorectal cancer in support of CCF's efforts to provide thousands of colon cancer screenings to underserved, uh, underserved communities this year. That is awesome. And you can still donate p2p.onecause.com slash giveacrap. Uh, residents, of course, in 32 states can look forward to seeing Sour Me Unicorn farts on the shelves. Uh, probably, if, if they're not on the shelves right now, they will be there uh, very soon. Of course, you can get it in a variety of different places all over the tri-state, New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. They have it. Uh, Connecticut as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, uh, certain areas of California, San Diego and L.A. come to mind. Uh, Rhode Island, uh, our nation's capital, West Virginia, Wisconsin. So it's 32 states where you can get this beer. It's a great beer. If you like sours, if you're into sours, and you want to see a little, you know, sort of, you know, quote-unquote magic, uh, then get this beer. It's definitely uh, worth it. And I actually enjoyed the variant. I thought it was nice. My wife tried it. She wasn't crazy about it. I liked it. I thought it was a good beer. Our friends over at Weldworks, um, and by the way, thanks to the folks at Weldworks, I finally got my package. Uh, a quick story. Apparently, my box of beer from them was delivered to someone else in the building. And, of course, do you think they come down and say, listen, this box came for you? No, of course not. They saw that it had booze on it, and they figured, all right, <laughs> we got a free box of beer. So whomever you are, I hope you're enjoying it. And to the folks at Weldworks, I appreciate you sending me another box of beer. Very much appreciated. Now, uh, Weldworks announced uh, about a week and a half ago their 2021 Weldworks Invitational will take place this year on Saturday, October 30th. Now, of course, uh, they'll be monitoring the county and state COVID-19 guidelines in the coming months to ensure that the festival will be safe. It is my hope that by the time we get to that point that we will be fairly back to normal, but there's a possibility we might not. Uh, and as Neil Fish, uh, Neil Fisher, excuse me, Weldberg's co-owner and head brewer says, given what we know today, the current pace of vaccinations, tentative timelines from the state on eased restrictions and the steady decline in cases here in Weld County in Colorado, we're very optimistic we can safely move forward. While it's impossible for us to be certain about the state of things come October, uh, we are certain that we will not compromise on safety. So you're going to have breweries like Equilibrium, uh, o uh, Ology Brewing, uh, Holmes Brewery, uh, Jester King, Horace Agedales. They're all going to be there, and some others as well. They are going to be raising money uh, for the Weldworks uh, Community Foundation. Um, and, uh, of course, as soon as we know about all the different safety protocols and what other breweries will be there, uh, once they announce those at a later date, we will bring you uh, that information. So kudos to the folks at Weldworks, and I'm glad that they're moving ahead to get this done. Uh, Cape Beverage uh, is announcing that they will be uh, distributing Michigan's Shorts uh, Brewing Company throughout the state of New Jersey, or at, at least, I guess, in the southern half of New Jersey. Uh, this is going to be, um, this is going to start uh, on May 3rd, which is tomorrow. So it is, um, it, they'll, in addition of New Jersey, well, I'm guessing it's going to be the entire state. So um, this brings Shorts b Beer Distribution Footprint 
uh, to cover the Midwest, Colorado, Florida, Tennessee, and New York's five boroughs. Uh, Short has been distributing outside their home state of Michigan since 2016. Now, you'll initially see in New Jersey two of Short's year-round flagship beers, Humalupa Licious and Soft Parade, as well as a seasonal rotator beginning with Psychedelic Catgrass. So you've got an IPA that clocks in at 7.5%. You're going to have an American Indian Pale Ale triple dry hopped in Psychedelic Catgrass, which is at uh, 7.6%. And... um, What's the other one here? Uh, Soft Parade, that's the one at 7.5%. Oh, so you got a 7.6, a 7.5, and a 7.6. So everything in the 7% range uh, from Shorts, uh, that'll be available. So three beers, and that starts tomorrow. It'll be distributed throughout New Jersey. Uh, for more information on Shorts Brewing Company, just go to shortsbrewing.com. Uh, or, of course, for more information from Cape Beverage Distributing, it's capebeverage.com. So kudos to them. That's very, very cool. And then finally, Heineken USA. yes. We're talking about a macro beer here, but apparently Heineken USA is going to be the exclusive beer and hard seltzer partner of the new UBS Arena. What's the UBS Arena? Well, that's the arena they're building over at Belmont Park where the Islanders will be playing. And so uh, they have partnered up and they will be the exclusive marketer of the entire beer category at the arena, including alcohol-free beer, cider, and hard seltzer, as well as beer. Uh, they are, as part of the partnership, will be four Heineken-branded bars throughout the arena, each uniquely designed to evoke a boutique hospitality experience. Uh, they will bring a modern interpretation of classic East Coast architecture in each of its branded bars. Uh, open-air setting with views of historic Belmont Park will be a memorable place for fans to gather for a refreshing Heineken as the action unfolds. I am not a fan of Heineken. I'll be honest with you. I've never liked Heineken. It's never been a beer that I've, I, I know there's a lot of people that drink it, um, I've never been a fan of Heineken. I just never liked the taste of Heineken. It was never something that I was like, ooh, i got to have another one of these. Now, Amstel Light, different story. Back in the day, loved Amstel Light. Uh, and still, as a change of pace, you know, 98 calories, never tasted so imported, you know, that kind of thing. But Heineken, not for me. Uh, interesting it, that um, they uh, partnered with Heineken to bring this experience. I know at one point it was, Constellation was over at, or is still at, Barclay Center. Uh, so it'll be interesting uh, to see what happens here. It'll be it'll also be interesting to see. There's nothing here in the press release that says they will make a beer specific for um, for the Islanders, which is kind of a shame. You would think that, you know, like make a beer for the arena. I know the Devils did it with um, Magic Hat, uh, which, again, I wasn't crazy about. But it's one of those things. It's like, why wouldn't you want to partner up with a craft brewery? And I get it for the expense and all that other stuff to mass producing a beer. But... I think it would be kind of cool. I really would love to see somebody take that next step and and feature a, a small craft brewery somewhere here in the tri-state that gets into uh, an arena. It doesn't have to be a big arena either. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's me. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm shooting the moon too high. Uh, I know flagship is with the Staten Island Yankees, but they're not playing. I don't know. It's just it's one of those things. For more information about the construction of the UBS Arena and for upcoming events, just go to ubsarena.com. Maybe I'm I'm. Shooting too high on that one, but I think that, you know, it would be really cool to see something like that happen or say this is the featured craft beer that we're going to have at, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I know that there's craft beer in a lot of places. We just love to see something like that. Call me crazy. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. <laughs> We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 9, 70 The Answer. Walk away from the Black Sabbath album, Heaven and Hell, that was actually released uh, the week of April 25th, back in 1980. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? And that album is still kicking butt. I love Ronnie James Dio, and that first album that he did uh, with Black Sabbath is still one of my favorite uh, metal albums of all time. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer, cast email, Albert G at NYCRadio.com. We're also on iTunes, just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, and you can find the show on that platform. Alexa ready as well, Odyssey.com, that's the old radio.com, iHeart, of course, and of course the Hopped Up Network, just head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. And you can listen to the podcast version of this show Monday mornings before 6 a.m. Coming up in 10 minutes, Ryan Bandy. He's the sales manager at Indeed Brewing. He'll join me. They've just released their first hazy IPA throughout Minnesota. We'll chat about that. Some other sales-related stuff as well. And that will happen 10 minutes from now. I'd like to thank the folks at Indeed. They had sent me uh, a can of each of their um, other offerings, uh, their Mexican lager, and uh, one of their IPAs that they do. I will be reviewing those Uh, on a future program, uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. Let us dive in to news and notes. First up, Six Point Brewery, they have announced the release of Party Poppers. It's a new line of refreshing, great-tasting hard seltzers. Uh, The seltzer market up 120% over the past year. Um, It is a big deal, and a lot of breweries are getting involved with this. I will let you in on a little secret in just a second. Party Poppers, launching in a 12-pack variety pack, four flavors, Tiki Lemon Bar, Cucumber Lime Daybreak, Triple Berry Disco, and Passion Fruit Orange Guava Punch. Each variant offers popular flavors in unique combos to bring some excitement to the singular seltzer space. Uh, It is releasing to markets next month. Uh, Party Poppers made with all-natural flavors delivers less than one gram of sugar at 100 calories and 5% ABV per serving. And Party Poppers will have distribution across six points core markets. That includes New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and throughout New England. So um, it's it's interesting. So Six Point Party Poppers completes the regional seltzer rollout strategy from the parent company Artisanal Brewing Ventures, which includes Southern Tier as well as Victory. Southern Tier has their own. Um, let's see. It is uh, ABV's rolled out. Bold Rock Hard Seltzer in the Southeast. Southern Tier High Current in upstate New York and Great Lakes region and Victory Waves in Pennsylvania and the Mid-Atlantic. So all of the breweries now have a hard seltzer. And let you in on a little secret. There are a number of breweries throughout New Jersey, as well as New York, and in other places, that are producing a hard seltzer or thinking about it. And it makes sense from a brewery standpoint. Uh, there's a local brewery by me. I'm not going to name names because they haven't made it public yet. But I'll leave it at that. There's a brewery near me. There's a lot of them near me. Uh, within a uh, Let's say... It's a brewery within a 35-minute driving distance from where I live in Clark, New Jersey. I'll leave it at that. Um, They are thinking about doing a hard seltzer. And it's smart, and I'll tell you why. You have people that come to breweries. Breweries are opening up more now that the pandemic is starting to ease a little bit. You want to get people in the building. And there are people that don't drink beer, but they'll smuggle in a White Claw or a Truly. Now... If they get caught by an alcohol inspector, the brewery can lose their license. They can make a hard seltzer. Any brewery can. It takes malt. It doesn't take hops or anything else. You're, it's Essentially, you're making a beer. You're just changing up some of the ingredients to make it a hard seltzer, right? 
So um, it, it makes sense because now you're offering something to the people that aren't necessarily beer drinkers, but they want to hang out with their friends and still enjoy the ambiance of being at a brewery. It makes perfect sense. I think all of them should do it. And nobody says you have to advertise it. Nobody says you have to can it and sell it like some have done. You could just have it there on tap. And it's kind of the secret thing that everybody knows. Oh, yeah, they have a hard seltzer. Okay, great. Good, I can come. It's gluten-free. Oh, good, I, I, I can't have gluten. Perfect. I'm just saying. There are things that you can do there. And I think one of the things, and especially the fact that a lot of people are making this hard seltzer. It's a big deal. And if it's popular enough, who knows? Maybe it's another source of revenue for you. You know, go figure. Uh, Stone's Liquid Poem Double IPA, that is out now. Uh, it is a, a tribute to the classic massive hoppy West Coast IPAs that made uh, so many people fall in love with craft beer. It's 100-plus IBUs and 9.4% ABV. Again, it is, uh, it is at, it's at Stone Locations now. It's shipping out nationwide, so you will see it soon in stores. Uh, Stone's Liquid Poem Double IPA. Uh, Mayor de Blasio, New York City Department of Small Business Services Commissioner John L. Doris, announced uh, last week good news. Over $155 million will be allocated for small business recovery and job training in the city. This includes the NYC Small Business Loan Fund. Uh, that is a $100 million fund partially funded with private capital dedicated to helping small businesses retain staff, keep their doors open. They have a small business grant program as well. That's $100 million in small businesses providing direct support to small businesses. It includes $50 million in rental assistance for small businesses in the arts, entertainment, recreation, food services, and accommodation sectors. An additional $50 million will focus on small businesses in low- to moderate-income communities using uh, census track data to hire staff or meet unpaid expenses incurred since March of last year. There's a commercial lease assistance program that provides $10 million to help free legal services to help businesses sign change or terminate leases or address a commercial lease issue. And there's the Accelerate Small Business Reopening opening. Cities allocating $5 million to establish a small business recovery one-stop shop service to help businesses meet requirements for opening, reopening inspections, licensing, and permitting as the pandemic subsides. So if you're a business, take advantage of it. Get over uh, to um, the New York City Business Alliance. They are doing a great job at getting the word uh, spread out uh, for people to take advantage of these loans and grants. Uh, now, here's a cool job that was posted in Food & Wine on their website that if you're interested and you love British pubs, so the Lincolnshire County Council posted a job listing for a heritage project officer. The ideal candidate will be enthusiastic and creative. Uh, you will be required to research and record the architectural and social history of public houses along a 50-mile stretch of the Lincolnshire coast from Grimsby to Boston. Lincolnshire is about three hours north of London along England's eastern coast. Uh, the Inns on the Edge project uh, is urgently needed to enhance the local historic environment records, raise awareness in response to the threat of pub closures, and help the hospitality sector recover from the pandemic. And it is being funded uh, by the U.K. government through Historic England. Now, you have to be able to promote and celebrate these pubs, be a confident communicator, able to inspire and enthuse different types of audiences, uh, do all these different things. By the way, it does pay. It's a competitive salary of between tw uh, just under 26,000 pounds to 28,672 pounds, which equates to about between thirty-six dollars and $40,000 American. It's a, a pension, a comprehensive benefits package, including excellent discounts, cycle to work, civil service, uh, sports council membership, many areas for professional support and development, applications being accepted until May 3rd. So if you want to sign up, 
uh, for this and you ha- you want to head over to England, that's pretty cool. I think it's a cool thing. Get to check out pubs in England, record them, drink some English beer. Not a bad deal. One of the oldest known bottles of whiskey hitting the auction block, Skinner, auctioning off a body of old Ingledew whiskey that they believe was produced sometime between 1762 and 1802. In a statement, the company's expert, Joseph Hyman, said the bottle is thought to be the last from one of J.P. Morgan's sellers, expected to go for upwards of $40,000 when it goes up for grabs on June 22nd, if you're a whiskey aficionado and you have the money to spend. Finally, our good friends, uh, Allison, at the Beer, Bacon, Barbecue Showdown, Saturday, May 15th. This is an event I judge every year. It's a fantastic event. It's at the Menonfield Arena, 161 Hanover Avenue in Morristown. The VIP is from noon to 1, general admission from 1 to 5 p.m. 30 New Jersey breweries plus food trucks from around New Jersey, delicious food for purchase, bands, and, of course, the People's Choice Awards. NJBeerBBQFest.com for more information. If you use the code MOM by May 9th at midnight, you get $15 off of VIP or general admission tickets. That's the code MOM by May 9th. You get 15 bucks off uh, VIP or general admission tickets. And then finally, the New Jersey Beer Festival aboard, aboard the uh, Battleship New Jersey will be taking place Saturday, July 24th. Uh, from noon to 5, noon to 1 is their VIP, 1 to 5 is general admission. Tickets are available if you go over to the Facebook.com uh, page for uh, the New Jersey uh, Brewers Association uh, or NewJerseyBeer.TicketLeap.com. Uh, you head over there and you can purchase tickets for this. This is all New Jersey beers. All of the proceeds go to helping the New Jersey Brewers Association and helping the New Jersey Brewers in legal matters and all kinds of other things. Uh, to help the um, association. This is a great event, and again, it's only New Jersey beers. It spotlights the New Jersey breweries. It is absolutely worth your time to go, and you get a tour of a historic battleship, the USS New Jersey. Very, very cool. And when we come back after a short break, Ryan Bandy, the sales manager at Indeed Brewing, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Listen, for the musical talent that Prince is, people forget how great of a guitar player uh, he was. I miss him. I know a lot of people miss Prince. And, um, you know, he was just an absolutely extraordinary musician. Could play multiple instruments, uh, you know, uh, wrote songs for so many different people. Uh, was just a huge influence on a lot of different people in the musical industry, and uh, we certainly miss him. And why am I playing that? Well, we're going to head over to Minnesota, Minneapolis, that area, in just a moment, and we're here back on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And my next guest, he is the sales director for a brewery. They have three locations, as I said, uh, in Minnesota. They've expanded out into Wisconsin as well. They've recently announced their first ever hazy IPA, the name of the brewery is IndeedBrewing.com, and you can go there for more information on their new Hazy IPA. But let me welcome to the show uh, the sales director, Ryan Bandy. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I appreciate the Prince um, 
guitar conversation. I think he's one of the best guitar players of all time. It, and no one ever talks about him like that. No one talks about him like that. They talk about the fact that he made his name a symbol, that you know, he did all these different things and and you know, in Purple Rain, but people really forget just how uh, how amazing of a guitar player he was, piano and all the other stuff, but his guitar work is was just unbelievable and we certainly miss him. Now Ryan Aquafuzz is Indeed's first ever hazy IPA. Why did the brewery take this long to produce one for mass consumption? Um, I think there's a few a few reasons. The, the biggest one was that we um, we couldn't like we saw a lot of bad examples and a lot of a lot of especially when you go to market mm-hmm. uh, mass consumption, it sits on the shelf for a minute and like we we were finding our hazy IPA even after thirty or forty five days started to like not really taste the way it should. And so we were trying to figure that out and, and trying to figure out how, and if we can't increase that life, um, how do we make sure it gets to the market quick and gets out of the market quick so that, you know, everyone drinks the beer that we want them to drink. So I think that was probably what took us a while to kind of gather that information, gather the strategy, and then also a recipe that we really think brings something to the, to the market because it is, you know, there's been so many that have been done. We don't want to just add noise to it. So, um, you know, try to create something new a little bit. You know, and Ryan, you bring up the freshness factor. And for those that aren't aware that maybe listening to the show for the first time or really aren't into, you know, craft beer as much, why does freshness matter in a beer like this? Yeah, so it's, it's the oxygen. So when you dry hop, heavily dry hopped beers, um, which are, are hazies, obviously dry hop multiple times, the, the, each time you dry hop, you're adding a little bit of, oxygen into the beer because the hops carry a little bit of oxygen. And so that's the main thing that just starts the gradation of the beer quicker than an, than an average beer. And so overall, the total package oxygen of that beer is just, is just high. And so it's going to, it's going to become, I mean, oxygenated to cool, like quicker than average. And it's going to kind of get flabby and you're going to lose some of those like bright aroma notes. Um, so yeah, I would say this beer, these types of beers are, are, I think, noticeably very often, yeah, over, over. You know, I think they go, their life is shorter than a lot of people think there is. Right, right, and yeah. that's and that's why, folks, when they tell you on the can, they say drink fresh. It doesn't mean right. store it in there for five, six, seven weeks. You got to drink with, within within four weeks is usually the the, the realm. Uh, of a hazy IPA, or any IPA for that matter. We're talking with Randy uh, Ryan Bandy. He's the sales director of Indeed Brewing. They have three locations in Minnesota. They're also in Wisconsin as well. They've recently announced their first ever hazy IPA, and it's called Aquafuzz. Indeedbrewing.com is the website for more information. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Ryan, for, uh, let, me, let me shift for a moment to um, sales in terms of how the pandemic has affected businesses. It's affected businesses not only in the brewery world, but restaurants, everybody across the country has been affected. Yeah. Have the loosening of restrictions helped uh, helped Indeed Brewing moving forward? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, so we, in Minnesota here, still, we're still at 50% capacity right. um, in on-premise. And, uh, or maybe it's went to 70% recently, but it still, still um, has some restrictions. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to change for the next four to six weeks. Um, but the loosening has definitely helped. Um, I think it's really interesting for us is to figure out what is it, what is it going to look like? Because it's definitely changed, you know, the industry, both bars, restaurants, retailers, liquor stores, us as a brewery, it's changed us forever in a lot of ways in the whole industry. So it's trying to figure out once restrictions are loosened even more, 
what is that? How, how do we take advantage of it? What, what does it look like um, to make sure that it does help us and we're, or, you know, that we're not stuck in a new playing field or a new world where we didn't know that was going to happen. Right. And we try to do stuff the old way. Right. Because obviously, right. You, you've, you've done things a certain way for so long. And then the pandemic put a stop to that for, for a lot of people. And now you're having to go back out again to these bars and restaurants. And there may be some restaurants and bars that decide, Hey, you know what? I don't want to buy as much volume because I'm not sure if I'm going to be shut down tomorrow, next week, the week after. And then I've got all this volume and inventory that's sitting there. That's not getting drunk. So it's definitely, um, a cause for concern, but it's also for you guys to have to shift the playing field a little bit of what can we do to maximize, uh, you know, our profits and maximize potential while still serving our community. So I, I can understand that it's difficult yeah. in that perspective. Now, can art though plays a big role in any beer, and when you're getting together to label a beer, does everyone have a voice in what goes on the label to attract people to purchase that particular beer? Yeah. So we we have definitely seen the impact of, and that's been a thing for us since we started. We, we work with a local artist up here. He's called, his name is Chuck Yu. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's, he's, he kind of does these like really intricate, cool line drawings, um, and, and really cool colors, kind of weird psychedelic, um, things. And when we, we use him for every print he can. So it's a pretty unique art every single time. And we basically start with him in the beginning where we're like, what's the world, what's the story that we want to tell with this beer? Um, and have him kind of start to make different worlds. And we kind of guide him and take his inspiration as we, as we move along um, to make sure we, we get the important parts too, right? Like you see what beer it is and make sure the name is good and stuff. But can art for sure, especially, you know, as people bought way more at retail at liquor stores and grocery stores last year, um, that shelf appeal is a huge thing. Um, and so we've, we've had a lot of fun with that kind of creating these worlds that, certain beers live in aquafuzz we decided as like a kind of an underwater world where we thought we talk about kind of like the haze that comes through if you're in the ocean and like the haze that comes through if you're underwater it's kind of hazy but it's pretty hazy it's not right. like an ugly gray hazy um and so chuck created this really cool underwater world in his style sonic coral and pastels and so i think that is a a big thought of ours from the very beginning is yeah. like, how do we create the world for this beer to live visually quickly for people? Right. It's, it's definitely yeah. something for me when I'm in the store, if I see something that catches my eye, I'm more apt to buy it, to try it. Even though I may not know anything about the brewery, I may not know anything about the beer, but if you catch me with that artwork, it's definitely something to propel me to buy something. Talking with Ryan Bandy, he's the sales director of Indeed Brewing. They have three locations in Minnesota. Uh, they've recently announced their first ever hazy IPAs we've been talking about. It's called Aquafuzz. Indeedbrewing.com is the website for more information as we're here on the Alcatulor Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now, you've also seen success with some of your other offerings like Flavor Wave and Mexican Honey Light from a sales perspective. Does having a lot of your beers clock in with a lower ABV, and I'm talking, you know, that 5% and under kind of help to sell to places that maybe want to market to those wanting to watch their calories or watch the, uh, the amount, you know, the, the, maybe they don't want that high percentage of alcohol. Yeah. They want something a little lower. Does that help you yeah. when you're selling? I think, I think it's a little bit of give and take, honestly. I think a couple of years ago we thought that was going to be, and, and of course the low calorie trend and the low ABV trend has been, a thing Mexican I like doing very, very well in right. both Minnesota and Wisconsin for because of that. But it is a give and take because a lot of data on high ABV things in the last 12 to 18 months is, is really strong, like double 25, 30% ups on beers that are over seven and a half percent. And so I think there's a, it's a, 
I don't know if it's a clear, like, just because it's lower calorie um, or lower ABV, mm. is it going to sell well? I think you really have to be able to tell that story on why and, and make sure that as a craft beverage, it still tastes good. And so it gives you what you're looking for from a, from a craft beer perspective, because I think you see just as many people saying, like, I'm just going to have one of these beers and I'm going to make an 8% one because I like the flavor right. way more. And it's, so I think it's a, yeah, I think it's, it's both. Um, but Mexican Honey Light has done well in that world because we have a beer called Mexican Honey that has been out for a long time, water bunch of gold medals and stuff. Um, and that's 8%, and that's an Imperial Lager. So we kind of like, we had these family of drinkers that loved that beer but didn't always want to have several 8% beers at night. And so we kind of had a built-in niche a little bit to right. carry the same type of liquid, same ingredient, as cool orange blossom honey that we use in Mexico, but it was a lighter one. So we kind of had that built in, but I don't think it's an easy just plug and play. Yes, if it's 4.7% and 100 calories that it will sell. I, I think it's a little more complicated than it, that. It is interesting, Ryan, and, and you know, to, to wrap up the interview here, because I, the other day I was, I was sitting in my backyard my, my mother-in-law had bought me these uh, new gravity chairs for my birthday, and I'm sitting out there. It was nice weather, and I wanted something low-calorie. I just exercised or whatever, and I didn't want uh, – I wanted a beer, but I didn't want something that was going to be too heavy or way over, you know, 7 or 8%. Yeah. I'm not going to name the brand that I had, but it was, it was a low-calorie offering from them. It was under – Five uh, percent, and it, it was yeah. you know a certain amount of calories and like two grams of carbs. And I have to say, it was one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I could see me buying a six pack of this and keeping it in my refrigerator because it's something. If I want to have a change of pace and I don't want to get overwhelmed, this is something that I could have. So I do think that there is, and yeah. it's really the first time in the last couple of years that I've really thought about it. And I think, Interesting. I, I think the I think the model is changing where people are worried so much about what they're consuming, but you want yeah. something that has some flavor to it. So it is a tricky balance uh, to get to yeah. that point there. My guest has been Ryan Bandy. He's the sales director of Indeed Brewing. They have three locations in Minnesota. They've recently announced their first ever hazy IPA. It's called Aquafuzz. Uh, it'll be out in all of the Indeed Brewing's distribution point. Indeedbrewing.com is the website for more information. Ryan, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Al. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, that is Push Comes to Shove from Van Halen's Fair Warning. Did you know that 40 years ago this week, April 29th of 1981, this album came out. One of my all-time favorite David Lee Roth Van Halen albums because it is such a departure from a lot of the stuff that they had done before. It's heavier, it's edgier, uh, was not a big commercial success. Of course, that would come uh, about a year later, two years later with um, uh, with 1984. 
uh, with David Lee Roth, but it is awesome. It's just a great, unchained, mean streets. So this is love. It is Sinner's Swing, an a, a awesome album. It, it's one of those things where if you're a Van Halen fan, you got to go back to this album every once in a while and just listen to it. And the depth of the band, they went into a different direction. People didn't really like it. There you go. It's our final segment of the show, of course, that's always is Suds and Duds. But before we get to that, uh, some real quick news uh, locally in the New York City area. Uh, seating is being allowed at bars in New York City beginning tomorrow. Now, you'll still need to ensure six feet of distancing between parties, uh, for example, groups of patrons. The curfew will be removed for outdoor dining areas beginning May 17th. It's still midnight in New York City for open restaurants. The midnight curfew will be removed for indoor areas beginning May 31st. Curfew for catered events where attendees have proof of vaccination status or negative COVID test results will be lifted beginning May 17th. And curfew for all catered events will be lifted on May 31st. The catered events can resume at residences beginning May 3rd, that's tomorrow, in accordance with state reopening guidelines. Now, in addition, Mayor de Blasio, um, on Thursday morning uh, of the 29th, said he plans to fully reopen New York City on July 1st. Now, he said this on MSNBC. He said the city is ready for stores, business offices, and theaters to open at full strength, including restaurants. The mayor and city health officials have been very pleased over the last couple of weeks with a big drop in the coronavirus positivity rate and hospitalization rate. That's great news. Unfortunately, the mayor doesn't have control over that. The governor does. So we'll see what happens. But if the metrics continue, there's no reason why New York City can't fully reopen within the next couple of months. Let's dive into suds and duds. Uh, Wild East Brewing Company had a tap takeover over at the Sterling Hotel. I think like the second or third tap takeover that I've been at at a bar uh, since the pandemic has started. And so they had a number of different beers. The first one that I had is Temperance by them, a nicely done English mild. Anytime somebody's got an English mild and you're talking three, three and a half percent, I am drinking it. Now, I know people say, well, it sounds like you're drinking water. Believe me, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You do an English mild right, it is a fantastic beer. You can have it all day, every day. Now, Bolero, when they were open, had two different versions of an English mild that were fantastic. Um, I'm wondering if when they get their tap room back up and running, uh, you know, would they introduce that again? We shall see. But this is an excellent beer that I had in the can uh, from Wild East Brewing. Uh, on tap, I had the non-compliance, a banging stout, nice chocolate taste. Not getting a lot of the cherry in that, but it is a very good beer. And these guys from Brooklyn, I finished it off with a superlative, which was a delicious New England-style IPA. Very good, great hop, uh, deliciously smooth. Really enjoyed that a lot. I I like these guys. These are really good people and got a chance to spend time with a colleague of mine, Chris Roush, and his girlfriend, Laura. Uh, Met a a local guy, too, lives in my town. I forgot his name. I think his name is Brian. Sorry if I forgot your name. Apologize. But, you know, I'm always one of those people. I have to repeat the person's name like five times before I remember it because I'm dumb. That's just how it goes. Uh, Wet Ticket Brewing did a grapefruit version of their uh, easy drinking Kolsch, which I ended up having. It is fantastic, delicious. And uh, Tim was talking about how they may eventually can this particular beer to have a different version or a different variation of the Kolsch, which I think is great, great news. Uh, Then I went over to uh, my favorite place, the Paragon Tap and Table. Shout out to them. They did a great job for my birthday. Really appreciate all the stuff. The new spring menu is there. Definitely check them out. Their tap list is fantastic. Um, I had a wet ticket, one way, a one-way ticket mosaic by wet ticket uh, over there to help out with the beer competition. But unfortunately, they did not win. Ludlam Island has won. They're going to have their beer on tap for the next six months. 
So very cool there. Uh, of course, the one-way ticket, smooth flavor on it, slight bite. It works perfect. It's a great beer. From Brick City, this was an incredible beer. Fruitastic Voyage, the dragon fruit, apricot, blueberry, strawberry version of this beer. The flavors on this is incredible. The dragon fruit is fantastic. The sour is subtle, but it is delicious. It's easy drinking, goes down smooth. Wonderful beer. Then we were over at Untied Brewing, my wife and I, last week, trying to clear out her office, which is right around the corner from Untied. Unfortunately, the, uh, the building was locked, but we were already there, uh, you know, two minutes away from Untied. So we said, hey, let's go check it out. Matt Green, great to catch up with you and chat. Thank you for the beers as well. Uh, we'll be reviewing them in the coming weeks. But uh, they had a, um, a slushy version of a, of a beer, and Matt described it how they make it. Uh, they use the malt like they would from beer, and they can add it into a slushy mix to get the different flavors so they can serve this. And let me tell you something. For a hot summer's day, very refreshing. It was delicious. Had uh, blackberry and some other stuff in it. It was wonderful. Loved it uh, a lot. Um, had a small glass of that. Then I had the profusely fruity, the blueberry, raspberry, banana, coconut, marshmallow. Very soft on the sourness. The flavor was great, but the sourness is very, very soft on this. It's not super puckery. If you're looking to have an introduction into sour beers, I would steer you in this direction. It's, an, it's, it's just, I don't want to say it's well-balanced. I'm just saying that the sourness is not very pronounced. So if you're not looking for something that is, is like that, you will definitely enjoy this beer. Then I had um, small pours of the Decadent Darkness. One was the raspberry coconut version. The other one was the chocolate peanut butter version. The first one was the raspberry coconut. The raspberry on this very forward, coconut and slight bit of chocolate makes this beer, as I like to call it, decadent. Of course, that's the name of the beer. But um, the I, I love the raspberry in this. had a nice tartness to it that kind of um, made the beer very pleasurable. Strong, though. Uh, the chocolate and peanut butter... Um, Good mix of chocolate and peanut butter. I would have liked a little bit more peanut butter in this. It wasn't as peanut, and I don't want to say, I don't want it to be peanut butter forward, but I don't think the balance was quite right. I think it was a little bit more chocolate than peanut butter. I would have liked to have seen the peanut butter level uh, up a little bit, but that's just my own personal taste. Uh, the folks from Ale Smith, as we have our Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and of course, parts of the uh, beer cast are brought to you by Source Brewing. Get your beer directly from the source. Located right in Colts Neck, New Jersey, Route 34 in Colts Neck, New Jersey. Kick back, relax. This is from Alesmith. Uh, this is their kind of um, their low calorie, low uh, low ABV IPA. Um, it's a decent beer. The flavors are kind of thin on it. Uh, it's a hot day kind of beer. It's one of those if you're just looking for a beer to kind of suck down real quick to you know kind of pick you up a little bit. Um, this is the beer to have. The flavors on it, eh, you know, and it could be because of the the, the can. It was a few months old. Not really sure. Um, is it something that I would have in my staple? I, I, I don't know. I'm just going to put it that way. Uh, uh, one beer that I would have in my staple, and probably the best beer that these guys have made so far from Ross Brewing, Virtual Learning. Uh, John from Ross had, had dropped off a four-pack of this to me. I'd met up with him down in Red Bank. They're getting ready to open their facility in Middletown in a couple of months. Um, this is a fantastic beer. It's the first hazy that they've made. Hazy, slamming. Like I said, it's the best beer that they have made so far uh, that I have tried. I shouldn't say so far, that I have tried uh, of the staple of beers that Ross has. It's an excellent beer. I love the can art on it, but the beer is fantastic. Great job, guys. You knocked it out of the park. Um, Hoppy Farmhouse Table Beer by Source. Light, crisp, refreshing. Great beer. Could drink it all day, every day. 
Uh, it takes a village by Source Brewing. This is a delicious milkshake beer for a great cause, talking about adoption and, and ado- you know uh, adopting babies. They did this for one of their um, uh, co-workers there, uh, Source, and a portion of the beer, the proceeds, is going back to help out uh, the uh, adoption community. Fantastic. Creamy, nice hit on the vanilla. Loved it. Uh, the Imperial Oatmeal Stout, the aged in bourbon barrels from Wet Ticket, finally cracked open a bottle of this. For this year's version, the 2021, uh, so good. It is a perfect fire night beer. The bourbon is soft to go with the chocolate. This had been sitting in barrels for well over a year and a half before they bottled it. It's excellent. I'm, I believe the coconut version of this is supposed to be coming out very, very soon, if not this week. So I'm going to look forward to trying that. Pump the Brakes by Equilibrium. A good solid IPA. Nice hop. I was not blown away by this. Uh, and then um, finally had Wallet Problems. Uh, by Bolero for my birthday. This was my birthday beer. Uh, a delicious beer, nice and juicy. Really liked it a lot. And then the other beer that I had, because I got a glass from the, the guy at Thick Boys, uh, was the Source Spring Saison, uh, which I've already checked in on on tap before. A delicious beer to go with a perfect, perfect Poseidon glass uh, vessel that my wife had bought me for my birthday. Really appreciated that. It was absolutely, positively delicious. And I've Posted a picture up on Instagram of the glass. you got to check this guy out. Follow him on Instagram, Thick Boys. It's T-H-I-C-C-B-O-I-S at, uh, on Instagram, or you can follow him on Facebook as well. Folks, we're out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Ryan Bandy, the sales manager at Indeed Brewing, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. And, by the way, Hank Papora, thank you for the, for the round of drinks at Paragon for my birthday. Very much appreciated to you and your son, Jim. I will be back live on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday morning at 6 a.m. This has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody.